Hello, wrestling family. Welcome to Sound of Whistle with IHSA wrestling official Tony Clark. Each week, I will bring you interviews with prominent figures in the sport of high school wrestling. Welcome, everyone, to uh, today's podcast. Today, I will be talking with head coach from Stevenson High School, Shane Cook. How are you tonight, coach? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Coach Clark. Well, thank you for doing this. Um, taking time out of your busy schedule, the officials and, and the rest of our wrestling family truly, truly appreciate your contribution and uh, what you've been able to do with your team and uh, the passion you bring to our great sport. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'd say in any anything that, that Stevenson has been able to, to accomplish over the years is a testament to an awesome coaching staff and the guys that, that I've been blessed to have around me. So, um, really appreciate all the, all the guys that we have on our, on our staff and they're the ones that really make the thing go. No. And, uh, you know, I've watched you, you know, from your youth, your Waukegan days, uh, you know, to your, your Stevenson days and my hat's off to you. You, uh, you do an awesome job with your team. You do have an outstanding coaching staff. Um, for, you know, for a bunch of young guys, you guys are, uh, fun to be around. You guys are, uh, always pleasant. I've never heard an official say a bad word about, uh, working at Stevens. So again, um, that's a testament to you, your team. And like you said, that awesome coaching staff you have. So we really, really appreciate you guys. No, no, thank, thank you, coach. We, uh, one of the things that we definitely pride ourselves on at Stevenson is that we, we understand that. Uh, wrestling is, 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 is secondary uh, to us just making sure that we're building relationships and contributing to the lives of the young people that are on our, on our team. Um, but then that also obviously extends to everybody else in the wrestling community as well. Um, we have the understanding that we're, that we're all in this together and we're all working to try and influence and, and help our, our young adults to become the best version of themselves. And that, that includes uh, coaches, wrestlers, parents, and officials. So um, that's always our attitude and our philosophy. All right, that's great. Um, just going to get your opinion on a couple of things. I don't know if you've uh, heard the National Federation uh, posted the approved rule changes uh, earlier today. So I'm going to ask you about a couple of them. One is starting next year, we no longer have a hair length rule that is gone kids can wear their hair in the back on the sides and in the front as long as they want how do you think that's going to impact your team or more importantly how do you think that's going to impact our sport well i i think that the person that it probably impacts the most is the is the wrestler that's got that long hair um i mean i'll, I'll tell you right now i i haven't had a haircut with the stay-at-home order i haven't had a haircut uh in, you know, seven weeks now, and it's, it's hanging down in my eyes. So I'm wearing a headband when I work out and trying to, trying to keep it out of my eyes. And those wrestlers that are, that are out there battling and scrapping and competing. And when that, that hair falls down in their eyes, it's, it's definitely going to make it more challenging on them, but obviously that's the personal situation that they'd have to make. Um, you know, and if they're able to wrestle and go out and compete and, and be successful with it, I, I honestly don't see a problem with it at all. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it never bothered me when I had to wrestle against a guy who might've had longer hair, whether it be in practice or whether it be in the off season, 
um, you know, it, to me, I, I think it'll make, it'll have very little impact on, on what it is that we do. Do you think it's going to help you with recruiting kids now that they don't have to cut their hair? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if there's ever, uh, if there ever, we've had a kid at Stevenson that that's been the only reason that they haven't come out for wrestling would just be their hair. Usually there'd be some other factors that would influence that. Um, you know, I think, I think that that would be a minority, but it's, uh, it might help in the sales pitch. We definitely try and, and get into the hallways at Stevenson and into the weight room and try and encourage any and every kid out there to, Hey, just, just come and try it. Um, and if there's a kid with long hair that could definitely help in, in that conversation with them now being able to say, Hey, you don't even have to cut your hair. So, um, We'll see. That's that's yet to be that's yet to be discovered. I, I hope that uh, we obviously hope to capture any and all kids at at our program as long as they're willing to work hard and live by the rules of the program and the values of the program. Um, so whether they've got long hair or not, we'll take them. But hopefully, we get we capture a few more that have some long hair now because of the rule change. Yeah, another major rule change is wrestlers starting next season will be required to weigh in in their competition singlet. We will no longer separate male and females. All wrestlers will be in the weigh-in room at the same time, um, but, and they cannot step on a scale unless they're in the competition, either singlet or the two-piece uniform. Um, what type of impact do you think that's going to have? I think that everybody will just make the adjustment. You know, I mean, what is a, what is a singlet wear, weight total in ounces, uh, depending on the material, you know, a lot of these are pretty thin. I mean, is it, is it five ounces, maybe, maybe six? Yeah. I, I don't know. You might get a half a pound out of it, out of a certain singlet, um, depending on the size of the kid and the size of the singlet. But, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, most international wrestling, the weigh-ins have been, and, and anything that's been with USA wrestling, the, the, the wrestling is the weigh-ins are done in a singlet, correct? Correct. Um, correct. You are so right we're about that. we're essentially now that the National Federation is essentially just getting on board with what most of the world has done previously. So I, I don't I don't really see very much impact in in that changing anything. Um, as far as you know, males and females being in the weigh weigh-in area at the same at the same time. I mean, everybody's going to be clothed. Um, so. I, that shouldn't that shouldn't really make a difference. Good, yeah, because a lot of thought went into that uh, at the federation level, and uh, they, you know, the feeling is it's going to make make the weigh in process a lot more fair, especially with the females. And I know you have some females uh, on your team; they won't have to be put out in the hallway, or you know, you got to go find some female out of the lunch la- lunch lady Doris type of person to come in and weigh them in now they'll all be part of the official weigh-in process from here forward yeah and and i i i would say that's definitely a positive move um we were fortunate at stevenson we always had a female athletic trainer uh or even one of our female locker room attendants who was able to weigh in our gals but it was always an additional step that we had to take to make sure that that was done legitimately and done um and done equitably. Um, and when you're out of a, a big dual meet that night and you got a, a lot of things going on, 
making sure that that uh, the trainer, the female trainer, was available at the appropriate time was always an additional was always an additional step that we had to take. So, um, yeah, now now we're just able to knock it all out at once, and I think it'll after the the first time that it's done, uh, like everything else, I think everyone will just adjust, and then uh, no no one will think of it any differently moving forward. Um, once everybody gets used to it after the first one or two times. So let's look at some of the past rule changes. Um, how has the stalling um, rule change as far as the uh, backing out of bounds, pushing out of bounds, how do you think um, that has worked? And are you seeing consistency in the officials in making that call fairly? Uh, I, I would have to say no. If if any if any of the rule changes that have been probably the most in, inconsistent, and now I, I wouldn't say, I, I would say it's this one, but not inconsistent for individual officials. For for example, when 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 you've called it the same way when, when we've had you on our mat, you've called it the same way whether we're wrestling. Uh, at the Barrington tournament or whether we're wrestling in a dual meet or whether it's the, the state tournament series, you have, have maintained the same consistency. And so have guys, uh, you know, input any of the other officials. It's just, it's just the difference between how you call it versus how another guy calls it. That's where the inconsistency takes place. Not, not, you know, coach Clark is calling it differently on Friday than he did on Saturday. N- not there at all, but coach Clark calls it differently as opposed to some of the other guys. Yeah, there have, there have been some inconsistencies uh, there, um, which is oftentimes, oftentimes a little bit challenging because uh, I think the, in, the intent of the spirit of the rule is to, to make sure that we have continued action, to make sure that guys are, are fighting and working as best they possibly can to be able to stay in the center. Um, so there's fewer restarts and we're able to, you know, put ourselves in position to be able to score more points. But, um, but when, when you have different officials um, and then when it's different ways, it can, it can get a little bit, it's called different ways. It can be a little bit confusing for the kids and the coaches alike. Do you see the inconsistency um, more during the season? Does it get better Let's say like the Lake County tournament, because that's that's later in January. Are we getting better there? Or are we getting better regional sectionals and state as we go on? Um yeah, again, as I said, I, I think that, you know, especially the, the higher level varsity officials that we're fortunate enough to see throughout the throughout the year, I think that those guys all call it fairly the same from my experience throughout the season. You know, seeing if if I see, you know, for example, you know, Jason Hyredall, who we see a handful of times throughout the year. If I see him in in December uh, at a dual meet, and then we saw him again uh, at the Lake County ter- Invitational, he he's he's going to be fairly consistent. It's just the fact that he might call it differently than than other guys. That's been that's been my experience. It's not like it it changes or fluctuates as much throughout the season with individual guys. Okay. So it's more, it's more of an official to official. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly, 
That's exactly what I'm trying to to explain. Okay. Yeah, more from an official to official. That's that's the inconsistency. Not as much have I seen to where it's it's different in November than it is in in January. Okay. Um, another rule change uh, that happened a couple of years ago. What are your feelings that we allow more action outside of the boundary line as far as uh, near fall points, as far as being pinned out there? What do you feel about that? I love it. I, I love it. It definitely uh, has kept the action going. You know, the old rule, it, it never made any sense to me to where there, the, the clock could still be running. Wrestler A could have wrestler B on his back. But because his shoulders were out of bounds, he wasn't able to score near fall during that time. Correct? I mean, that was part of the rule, right? Yeah, that, back, that was the old then. rule. Yeah, that I'm was trying, the old rule. That was <laughs> – and that, that never made any sense to me is there's, there's – the, the clock is running. We are, still, we are still competing. The match is going on. But, and the same move, it, if you pulled it four feet towards the center, you're going to be able to score points. But because it's four point four feet – uh, in the opposite direction and wrestler B is out of bounds, then, then you're not able to score points. That was a, always a head scratcher for me. Um, so now I, I, I really, I, I appreciate that rule. And I like the fact that we're keeping action going and creating more opportunities to be able to score points. Um, you know, I, I'd even like to, I know that it, it won't happen just based on spacing it within different gymnasiums and competition areas in schools and the size of our mats. But I love the college rule to where if you've got one toe in, you're still, we're still wrestling and we're still have the opportunity to be able to score points. So the new rule change for high school, uh, allowing more action out of bounds is obviously more in line with what college is able to do. And I'm definitely in favor of it. Um, the uniform switch a couple of years ago, uh, you guys have some pretty sharp two pieces. Has that uh, helped you keep kids or has it helped you recruit kids that they don't always have to wear that singlet? Uh, I, I think for, for some freshmen, it's made an impact, which has helped us to be able to encourage kids to, to get them out. Um, I, I think it's been very beneficial and looking at our, some of our junior high programs, uh, our feeder schools that feed into Stevenson. Uh, I know um, Coach Andrew Ortman, he's one of our, one of our close friends. Uh, he's at Aptekissick, and I know that he had had, had some two-piece um, uniforms for the junior high level. And I know that that definitely helped to get some kids out. Um, so I think it was, a, it was a positive move to adopt that rule. Um, you know, I mean, whether a kid's wearing a singlet or if they're wearing a, you know, t-shirt and shorts, it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the, the score or the outcome of the match. At least, it, at least it shouldn't. Um, so to, to allow that, if, if we're able to get, you know, 1% more kids out for the, the great sport of wrestling, because we allow them to wear a, a tight fitting t-shirt and, and a pair of short shorts, then, then I'm all for it, especially if it doesn't affect uh, if it really doesn't affect the wrestling. Okay. Um, now we talk about how you see the officiating and stalling in general, um, stalling aside, what's your feeling on the officiating um, 
at the varsity level here in Illinois right now? Uh, top notch. I, I think that we are we are very fortunate to have guys that that are invested and that are are passionate about the great sport and they're passionate about Illinois wrestling. And um, you know, they make this a part of 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 what it is that that they that they choose to do. Um it, it's it's been really, really uh, in, encouraging for all of us to have, especially where we're at in, in the northern suburbs. Um, we get some really high-level guys, and I, I, I honestly have no complaints um, as far as the, the varsity-level guys. Now, I know the concern moving forward is that we're, our numbers are, are down, and, and, and we are, we're going to be facing an officiating uh, officiating uh, crisis if we don't start recruiting younger guys to be able to get into the ranks and start working their ways up. But uh, with where we're at right now in the, in the varsity level, um, I, I, I make it a point to, to review our officials um, consistently and all the ones that we had seen throughout the years. I mean, I'd, I'd give them all, especially, especially in, in recent years, I'd give all the guys that we see consistently uh, high scores and higher marks and, and definitely credit for what it is that they do. It's a really, it's a, it's a challenging job. It's, it's real easy to be an official from the bleachers or to be an official from, uh, from the bench, but actually being out there and those guys, I, I take my hats off to on I'm really thankful for what it is they do. So an official who, who comes into Stevenson High School or let's say you're an away team, anyone that does a match, what is it that you have as an expectation? What are you looking for in the person that- I'll call your match or, you know, for that night or for that, that duel. Uh, number one, to be consistent, you know, to, to make sure that from match to match, from position to position, you're calling, calling things the same. Um, now, again, from official to official, that's going to vary because we're all different people and have different experiences and different guys are going to call things, you know, a, a little bit differently. But as long as that, that official that we've got on a, on a varsity night conference dual meet, if he's consistent from position to position and from, um, from match to match, uh, that's probably our most important. Um, and then, you know, n- number two, the, the, the best of the best are the guys that are able to, to really call it fairly and call it right when it's a heated, emotional, intense, situation um man seeing seeing those guys in work and 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 you're one of them coach and and it'd be a long list of others that i that i could rattle off but guys that, that are able to maintain their composure when when things get intense and get and get heated um that's always always appreciated and we know that that's that's definitely a hard thing for those guys to do um but those would be those would be the two things um, calling it being consistent, obviously, and then just uh, maintaining their cool in the tough situations and in the hard ones. Yeah, and and, and having officiated Stevenson High School matches with you at the realm, uh, you have a a, a, a serious <laughs> compassion. You have a serious intensity, and uh, I still tell this story: uh, you versus Lake Forest this year, and it comes down to the last match, and. Uh, I sidestep it. I could have blown the whistle on the last match because that was going to decide it. 
but I let second year official Nima uh, hold the helm. So you talk about um, you could have taken me to the table and had some words about that, but uh, you you were a fair person about it. You uh, trusted Nima and I to to try to get it right, but I still tease Nima about that to this day. Um, that he was put in a position at a varsity level with two teams going at it and with the passion that was going on in that room. And we just had, you know, we had to get it right. So I know that was a little shock to you at the beginning, but uh, we survived it. And uh, I appreciate you letting him have that opportunity because we, we had fun that night. I'll tell you what, that was an intense, heated environment. Uh, you know, Matt Fiorosa at, at Lake Forest, he does an awesome job as far as, you know, creating uh, that environment with the bleachers that he sets up around the mat. He's got the, the light that comes down from the ceiling. So it spotlight, spotlights on the mat. Um, you know, it was a varsity only highlighted dual meet. So all of the lower level kids from Stevenson, from Lake Forest, we're all in the stands and it, it literally was surrounded by, by bleachers, by the, by the kids and the fans. And uh, that was intense. It went back and forth and, and we found ourselves down big and had to have some guys really come through and get some bonus points for us. And uh, yeah, like you said, came down, came down to the last match. And I just want to, you know, take this opportunity to say how much we appreciate Nima. Um, I haven't seen an, an official that's grown in the sport as fast as he has in such a short amount of time. Um, so that's been really impressive and really fun to watch. And then obviously we appreciate all that he does as far as the video work when he was down at the state tournament and then his video work throughout the year. But, uh, but yeah, he had to, he had to, he had to uh, step up and, and he definitely did because that was an intense, you know, that, 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 that last bout with the dual meet being on the line uh, at, at 132, it, it was, it could have gone either way. It, it wasn't, that was a 50, 50 match. And, uh, and he definitely got the job done. So yeah, no, for sure. And, and you know what, uh, and I'll just say, this is a, a testament to you too, coach. I mean, you, you saw an opportunity to be able to take a young guy that's been hungry and, and put him in that situation. And he can't, uh, he can't read about or study about what an experience would be like what that experience would be like. I mean, you only, you only know what that's like if you've lived it. And if you've been, if you've been in it and Nima got in the mix and he cut his teeth on that one for sure. Yeah. I hadn't seen a, a Stevenson duel that intense. Um, I go back a couple of years, Libertyville was at your place. Um, and the conference title was going to be on the line that night. And you had packed, you had packed that large gym. Um, you had you 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 guys just went at it. I mean, it was a back and forth duel between you and Libertyville, um, which has created a great rivalry in the conference over the years. I mean, for a lot of long time, while you were building, it was always Libertyville Grant, Libertyville Grant. Um, but then you have had the ability to to make it about Stevenson and anybody else that steps on the mat with you. So again, that's uh, it's very exciting. Like I said, you you run a very uh, intense intense style when your wrestlers are out there and i know a lot of the officials appreciate that um they know your kids are going to go out there and they're going to have to keep up it's, it's not a lot of stall calls um when your kids are on the mat well yeah we definitely try and instill an, an intense high-paced 
style of wrestling at, at Stevenson to where we just want kids to be hungry to, to go out and try and, and score as many points as they, as they possibly can. Um, you know, that's the way that we try and practice and then try and carry that over onto the, to the competition mats. So yeah, that's, uh, it's part of our, our philosophy and part of, part of who we are and what we try and what we try and do with our kids. So no, thanks. I appreciate the compliment. Um, what do you say to new officials that come into your your uh, your building, or you see them sometimes in away duels? Um, do you often approach them and say, "Hey, great job," or do you have a lot of them come over to you asking you what you thought? Yeah, I, I always try and make sure that we that we reach out to the officials and that's, that's, it's one of the things that we talk about every year with our, we're fortunate. We've got a large coaching staff and oftentimes have a lot of young guys that were former wrestlers that'll come back and, and be a part of our staff. And we always try and try and make sure that those young guys under on our staff understand that, Hey, these, these officials, these, these are guys that, you know, they've got wives and, and families and they've got lives and they've, they, they, they really care about, about being here and about getting this right. Um, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to end up being a millionaire, being a IHSA state wrestling official. That's for sure. Um, so these guys are oftentimes just doing it for the, for the love of the sport. And if there's a new guy that, that comes on, I, I mean, I always try and make sure that I make myself available to them and, and, and shake their hand and just give them some understanding that, Hey, we're, we're all in this here together. And, um, and, you know, we're not, we're not all always going to get it right for sure. Not as, not as coaches and, and not as officials. Um, and then, you know, if there's different times, I think it's often appropriate, not during the match, if, if there's a, a tough situation, but if there's a younger guy, sometimes circling back with him or, or a new, new official circling back with him, even after the match or, I guess when, when, when they've been removed from the situation a little bit, I, I try to do that when it's, when it's appropriate, just to, just to get them to potentially think differently, or maybe they could help me think differently based on what it was that they saw. So just having an, an overall attitude that, Hey, we're, we're all working together here to try and to try and help each other and, and to try and make each other better. And, uh, and we've all continued to have, opportunities to be able to learn from each other and, and grow. Yeah. And you had mentioned uh, about our shortage. Yeah. Our shortage is really serious. Uh, we're, we're what I call an aging workforce. Um, you take a guy like me. I mean, I've, I've been out there since age 19. Um, I got over 35 years on the mat. Now uh, I got less ahead of me than behind me. And a lot of my state level officials, we're all in that same boat. So, yeah, we're really, really trying to get new guys to come in, but just like you experienced as a coach, trying to get a, a wrestler to come out and, and at least try it, um, it's getting tough at our at our level. What do you – do you see – because a lot of officials tell me all oh, the fans are being mean to me, the coaches are being mean to me. It, it's hard for me to see it at my level um, because I don't I don't get that same feeling. But are you seeing a change in our fans? Because wrestling fans, we're, we're a tight family, and we're usually pretty accepting of people. But in your experiences, are you seeing that type of bitterness from the fans towards officials? Well, 
I, I can just say this. Uh, this is something my mom taught me as a young kid. She always said, well, where there's people, there's problems. And especially if you, uh, you sometimes throw in a, a heated, intense sport like you've got in wrestling to where, you know, I mean, it's basically a street fight with rules. And oftentimes if you've got, you know, parents that don't fully understand the sport and um, oftentimes, you know, people can get intense and, and they can maybe say some things that they don't mean. And, and there's, there's definitely going to be, going to be some problems. Um, I haven't, I haven't witnessed a whole ton uh, of, of problems in recent years, but it seems like every big, every big tournament, there's always somebody from the, from the stands that's yelling or, or complaining and, and, uh, and upset about something. Um, you know, I would just encourage any official that's, that's young to the game. That's, that's brand new in this, just watch the older guys like yourself and the guys like Jeff Bowers and, and, and like Tim Dodge, who long time, uh, state officials to, to how those guys oftentimes respond to the, to the nonsense that comes out of the, out of the, uh, out of the stands. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen you guys at, at different times where you you'll address things when it, when it has to be addressed, but then other times you'll just ignore it and let it, and, and let it not bother you. So I would encourage those young guys to just model those that have gone before them that have been the most successful uh, as, as officials. And, uh, and that's oftentimes the guys that just, they don't let it get to them. Don't let it affect them. Yeah. We try. Cause it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to continue to happen. You know, you're not going to, not going to, going to change crazy parental behavior. Um, it's, it, there's always going to be an issue because where there's people, there's often yeah, problems. We're, we're, by nature, we're aggressive. You know, the, the athletes are aggressive. The coaches are aggressive. Um, and the good official has an aggressive attitude. Um, do you feel the officials as a whole um, are giving the coaches their respect, especially when you're when you go to the table to ask a question? Do you feel we're treating you fairly there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would say I, I definitely, and maybe some guys that, that knew me when I was young at Stevenson. I'm 42 years old now. Uh, I think this, this next season will be my 20th year of coaching high school wrestling. I probably went to the table more in my younger years than I do in my, in my uh, later years. Um, I've just oftentimes found that sometimes it's just not, you're not going to change a call. It's already been made. So if, if there's not a opportunity to change it oftentimes just let it ride maybe circle back with the the official after uh the match or after the dual meet and just kind of get what it is that they were thinking but any time that i have gone to the table um in you know in recent years or i i just i I feel like i've been treated with the utmost respect um hopefully the guys that i brought to the table would be able to say the same about me that I, that I was respectful of them as well. Um, and just in a, in an effort to try and make sure that we got it right. But yeah, I, I, I haven't had any issues at the table myself. No. And I've, uh, I've watched your, you know, like I said, you got a pretty good, uh, you have a young coaching staff for, for all intended purposes. Um, and I think you guys do a, a pretty outstanding job, even at the lower level. 
Um, I think you guys do a uh, real good job. You 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 guys seem to get a lot of uh, what I call newbie wrestlers. You know, you may have a few experienced kids in there, but you get a lot of newbie wrestlers, and you're one of those teams that really, really tries to get those kids matches, even if it means they're going around twice that night. Uh, you guys really are intense about that. And uh, I think that's a testament to the job you're doing. You don't let a kid walk out of there that, that didn't get on the mat and didn't get, you know, the parents didn't get a show um, that night. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really important. And it's, it's more challenging for a program like ours, just be it that, I mean, we'll start the season with 110 kids on the roster. Now we don't finish with that by any means. We usually finish, you know, 85, 90 kids, uh, depending on the year, but it, it can be challenging to try and get all those kids competitions. So uh, we, we really make every effort we possibly can to try and get those lower level kids that are new to the sport, get them matches, but as important, make sure that they get appropriate matches where they're wrestling against kids that are of similar experience uh, as them, because nobody gets any better, you know, just going out there and getting mauled by, by somebody that's been wrestling. If you're new to the sport and wrestling against somebody that's been, been, been doing it for two or three years, um, that doesn't help the more competitive wrestler nor the new kid. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely, try and create those opportunities and, and always try and have our, our assistant coaches, freshmen and JV guys that are in charge of making those matchups uh, be hustling and, and, and hungry and, and making every effort to get kids to compete because it's a tough, it's a tough sport and it's a grind and it's emotionally grueling and physically demanding. And, you know, these kids work hard in, in all the programs throughout the state and to get to, Friday and Saturday, if they don't, they don't get a match, um, that's really disappointing for them. And then, then you can oftentimes lose kids. So we, we don't want to do that. We want to, want to keep them, keep them competing for sure. Yeah. And that as an assigner for your conference and at your school, that really helps me. Uh, Cause oftentimes uh, knowing that you have uh, Saturday quads where you're just trying to get kids matches. Um, it's a low intensity environment in those type of quads. It allows me as the assigner to sometimes send a new official there or send a, a, an official that's been around a while, but they're still trying to learn the game. But uh, you guys have been very accommodating and yeah. making those guys feel pretty good and, and helping them, you know, learn along with the kids in some of those mega quads that you run. I'll tell you what, nobody, nobody is better in the business than making sure a new official is, is, welcomed and 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 making sure that they they understand that hey we're all in this together then uh coach mike martinez who's on our staff i mean he's uh he's a guy that goes above and beyond especially on a lot of those saturdays where he's been in charge of, of making sure that those lower level competitions were able to get kids matched up um he's been he's been really awesome in that aspect in so many ways but especially in in that aspect um you know, what, what, what helps out is a lot on a lot of those Saturdays when we bring in different teams, we'll even just scrap the team score. As you said, it's a little less competitive. There's a little bit, bit less on the line, and all we're doing is just trying to get kids matched up appropriately and then just let them go wrestle and get matches. Um, so that's been helpful for us as a program to develop kids, but then, as you said, helpful as well to be able to get some of those new officials 
get them some experience in that type yeah, of environment. Yeah, you're, you're correct about Coach Martinez. He has no uh, he has no problem putting an arm around the official and say, you know, today was a little rough, but uh, when I see you next week, <laughs> let's, let's work on a few things. You know, uh, he he he's he, he's like an old grandfather when it comes to you know dealing with people like that. Oh man, he he is an old soul. That's for sure. He's got a he's got a lot of wisdom, and I'm blessed yeah, to learn man, from him every day. Uh, He's a good guy, and you know you happen to uh, have replaced his father, who was a uh, longtime coach there, Lino. And I remember, you know, Lino from back in my my younger days. Uh, he was intense. Um, I think he just had a different mindset of kids to work with back then. Because um, I remember Stevenson when I was in high school. Stevenson wrestling, um, okay. It's something to do, you know. That's how we looked at it back in those days. But uh, you, you, you know, Leno started turning it around. He got his first state placers and things of that nature. And then um, you came along, and I, I, if I'm, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think you brought the first state champion to Stevenson High School, correct? Yeah, uh, we were very fortunate to have the opportunity to coach Danny Sabatello, who was a two-time state champ in in 2009, 2010. Um, but yeah, all, all of that, n- none of that happens and anything that, that we've been able to, to do at Stevenson, none of it happens if the foundation had not been laid by Lino Martinez and, and Michael Martinez uh, and the coaching staffs that those guys had in, in those years where they were growing and, and, and building, building the sport and building the program within the community and the school. Um, yeah, just so, th- so thankful for the hard work that they had put in throughout all those years and literally com- committed their life to Stevenson and the community and the, and the wrestling program. So we're, we're forever grateful. Hey, are you going to miss uh, not having and, Deerfield in your regional now that they fall in the uh, 2A? Because I know there's been a couple of times your, your matchups in the regionals with Deerfield were uh, heart stoppers. So you're going to miss those guys? Yeah, I mean they they were they were in two A this past year. That was the, that was the first year. Um, as much as as much as we love uh, Coach Mark Pector and Aaron Cohen and and uh, and competing against those guys, uh, we just wish that the state would have made those guys two A like six years right. previous. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they if they would have if they would have done that, um, we may have been able to squeak yeah. out a regional or two. Um, but no, all, all the respect in the world for what Deerfield's been able to do with their program. As I said, you know, Coach Pector and Coach Cohen, those guys are they're top notch. And um, and just we, we wrestle them in a dual meet every year. And it seems like every year it comes down to the last match. And I don't know what the what the what the record is, but it's probably darn near close to being 50 50 since we've been doing this thing. It goes back and forth each year. Um, but yeah, they had our, they had our number in, in a handful of the regionals and they were really, it was always really close, but, um, but that's, those are the type of things that you work for all season long so that you can put yourself in those, those positions to be in a, in a fight for, uh, for a, a dual meet, uh, win or, uh, or, a, a regional where it comes down to the last, last bouts. And, uh, we've definitely gotten better throughout the years as a program because of our our competitions against, against Deerfield. That's for sure. They've, they've pushed us and, and helped us med- make us better as a program from, from. When are we going to get a dual meet between you and Antioch? Uh, man, let's maybe look at it for the schedule for next year. Let's start checking our, let's start checking. I, I just our, think, uh, I just think our calendar. I just think that been a blast. I mean, he just came off of one of his best teams ever. Um, but 
I, I just think it would just be a blast. I think the intensity level would be nuts. You going against your uh, former high school coach, I, I, I think that would just be electrifying. Uh, the passion he brings, the passion you bring, the fan base that you both have. You know, you, you guys have some very knowledgeable fans. He's got knowledgeable fans. And everybody, you know, these are the same people who grind it out at the youth level, you know, they, they see each other anyway. They know about it. You know, the kids know about each other, but I think that would just be a, uh, just an outstanding duel. If you guys can ever pull it off. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to, uh, maybe we'll have to put that together in the future. We, we, we oftentimes say, and you know, this coach as well, is that we oftentimes say that all roads lead back to Waukegan. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Waukegan connections that are, that are throughout the state of Illinois. Um, obviously the long storied history that, that Waukegan had had uh, long before you and I were around. And then obviously in your years, and then I was blessed to be a part of that program in the early nineties uh, to where there was, there were several state trophies that were brought home and, and the head coach, all that obviously being Wilbur. Um, and I, I'll just say, I, I wouldn't be not just the wrestling coach that I am today, but I wouldn't be the man that I am today had it not been for the, the influence and teaching of, of coach Wilbur Barrero. So I'm, I'm forever thankful for him and the staff that he had had during those years. Um, and you coach who had people maybe not don't know that you had coached me in the Hawkeyes uh, youth wrestling club when I was maybe in third, fourth grade way back in the day. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll have to put something together because we, we had competed against them in the, in the past, Antioch and Stevenson back when we were all in the same conference together and then obviously it's always a pleasure when we get to see him now in more recent years in the Lake County invite. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What we can, yeah. I still give him a hard time about the Lake County invite uh, pre the pre meeting before the tournament. I still, I still bust his chops. I mean, you know, bless his heart, you know, after 40 years of coaching, he's, he still has that same fire that, you know, I'm here to win it. <laughs> and, and, and the rest of you guys just, you know, relax and let me do my job. I mean, he's still got that same passion in him. Well, he's, he's from Waukegan yeah. and that never goes away. He's, he's, all, he's, he's always ready. He's yeah. always ready. That, to go. That's what I call his Antioch sure. program. Cause you look at the, the Waukegan influence in his Antioch program. It, it's unreal. It really is. I mean, he, 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 yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, some of the, yeah. Cause you, you, I you love the fact the Reyes, that Reyes was on the team with you. But, yeah. Isaac, Isaac Reyes, Isaac Reyes was a senior when I was a, or excuse me, he was okay. a junior when I was a freshman when I first got in, and then, and then we were on the same team in 1994, his senior year when we took fourth in state, uh, so that was exciting. And then uh, Ed McPherson, who's also on, on Wilbur staff, whose son was a three-time state placer. I remember watching him wrestle for Waukegan West when I was like in sixth grade. So yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of familiar faces that that Wilbur's got out there and a lot of guys that have, that have done a lot of great things for the, for the sport of wrestling, not just in Waukegan and Lake County, yeah, but no, in the state. Uh, he definitely earned his uh, hall of fame status. Hey, speaking of how many wins are you, do you have right now? Uh, you know what, this past year uh, we celebrated uh, number 200 um, for, for me at, at Stevenson. And I'll be completely honest with you. I, I had no idea. Um, I, I wasn't tracking it or, or keeping, keeping record of it. I'm, it's probably one of my uh, things that I, that I, I, I don't do as well as, is keep any kind of statistics. I give that to the assistant coaches and uh, yeah, I, I think 200. 
was uh well I, I know 200 was earlier this year but then i don't know what we finished at maybe 204 205 or something like that you're 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 but you're you know you're still young in the game and you you'll get to that 300 or or you know lord willing you get to the 400 win mark and get that uh that, that cake at the end of the night, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just say this, you know, I mean, it's an awesome, it was an awesome milestone for our program, but it was truly our, our programs, you know, that when, when we, when we, they had a little celebration at Stevenson, which was awesome that they did it, but I made sure to let the, let the coaching staff and the wrestlers know that I, I didn't wrestle in, in not in one of those dual meets. That's, that wasn't, you know, my victories. Those were our, our as a Stevenson wrestling programs victories. Um, so any any celebration that that came from that was definitely celebrated and shared amongst all the awesome people that helped make up the Stevenson wrestling family. Definitely you wasn't know, it definitely ex- wasn't me. I'll accept that humbleness. I'm just you, uh, um, but having officiated your teams, uh, you you break a sweat just like the wrestlers out there when you're coaching. So uh, you're you're out there right alongside of them. Uh, I, I, I can be, I can be a little bit intense at times every, every once in a while. I understand that. I get, I will, I will take that All right. for sure. But my, my, uh, my intensity is, is there's a lot of passion behind it. No, no. Sure. And it's good to have, uh, especially in the, in the Lake County area, it's good to have coaches like you, uh, Lenny over at Grant, Matt over at, uh, Lake Forest, um, my two young guys over at Gray's Lake, uh, McKillop. And uh, Joseph, it, it's, it's really refreshing, uh, especially, you know, when you've reffed a lot of the coaches, the head coaches. You know, when I look back and a lot of the head coaches, I've had you guys on the mat as, as competitors. And it's really, really refreshing to watch how you guys have grown uh, as individuals and, and, the, and the, the adults you've turned into and then watch you come back and give to these programs. Um, it, it, it's really sobering from my level to just to see the great job you guys have done uh, to keep, to keep this great sport alive. I mean, without the, you know, people always say, well, without the wrestlers, we'd have nothing, but you know, we need the coaches, we need the officials and we need the fans. We are, we are um, codependent on each other. We, we can't do a good job. If one of those entities doesn't show up that night, if we don't have the spectators, if we don't have the coaches getting the kids ready and the kids getting ready and, the officials just laying the, the level in the playing field. We got nothing. We got, we got mats on the floor and no real competition. So, um, you know, those of us that, that get it, we get it. Um, you're right. We, we can't take a lot of things personal. Um, we just have to go out there and do the best job we, we can and have fun with it. So again, my hat's off to all you guys that, that go in there. Um, I coached at the lower level over at Carmel Wonderland for a lot of years and, Coaching is a seven day a week job. It, it, it's you know you're you're coaching long after the dual meets over. You're watching film. You're trying to do things to get ready for practice and and you know and you got to do all that and balance your regular life. You know you you yourself you're an educator, so you you got a lot to do. And the coaching um, is just part of it. But you guys, you know, my hats off to you. I mean, I, I stepped away from the coaching game. I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, keep up that passion that you guys have. And that was time consuming. It really was. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely, uh, 
it definitely takes up a lot of time. But one of the, one of the cool things, as you said, is that you know we're all we're all in this together: wrestlers, coaches, officials, fans. One of the one of the things that that I enjoy most about wrestling getting started, obviously, that next season with with that new team and set out to try and accomplish our goals. But uh, one of the things I enjoy most is just being around the Illinois wrestling community. I mean, it's a it's a fraternity in many respects, and being able to reconnect with with all the coaches and, and officials, um, and then the old wrestling faces that we just see on the mats from November to February uh, every year. It's, it's really a, it's really a pretty special thing. And as you said, the guys, those that, those that get it and understand it, they definitely get it. Um, and moving forward, we're just hoping to, to try and continue to grow it more wrestlers, more coaches. And then obviously, yeah. as we talked about earlier, more officials, yeah. you've, uh, you've which is given a priority the chance to change a rule. Um, other than the college out of bounds rule that you already mentioned, but if we made you a rule maker for a day, what rule do you think you would change in high school wrestling? Okay, um, I, I, I'm not going to fully commit to this one, but I've inter- I've entertained, and I'm just throwing this out there. So I guess it's a little bit of a wishy washy answer, but I've entertained the pros and the cons of the push out rule, as they have in in freestyle in order to continue to, to create potential, create action. I'm not saying I would, I would change it yet. And I guess I'm, I'm ducking your question a little bit, but uh, I'd like to sit down with some, some other coaches and other officials. Uh, if I were to have a round table discussion, uh, I'd, I'd like that one to be on the table. I'd like to hear what people's, what people's thoughts would be on that. Um, I'm not certain did it exist in in freestyle for this for this coming season. They you know freestyle oftentimes change the rules um, from year to year, but uh, that would be one that I would like to that I would like to talk about okay. and potentially explore. The push out rule, yeah, the proposals and we proposals, have to sit there and vote right? on them and I'll push them to the next level. But the push out rule is is unique and. A lot of times proposals don't make it through because it 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 doesn't level the playing field. It makes it uh imbalanced. So a push out rule, here's the thought on the push out rule. If we had a push out rule, if we had yeah, that rule, give me your play, perspective. Would it deter from actual wrestling? Because now wrestlers are gonna spend more time uh yeah, we become sumo trying to push each other out. You know that that's a big concern. Is the coaching style right. going to say, "Hey, he's at the edge. Use this attack not to take him down, not to maneuver him back in, but to mm, get that yeah. point because you 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 got him on the other the other side of the line." Um, concern if we ever went to a push out rule. I I appreciate and understand it. Yeah, I could I could definitely understand how that would. It would change the strategy. Yeah, you're you're not you're not wrestling to score points. You're just wrestling to be physical and just try and move the move the guy. Um, no, I could I could see that. Um, what about you, Coach? What are, what are your thoughts on anything that you would like to see changed? Oh no, you don't mind no, me no. spinning it back on you, since I couldn't I, uh, since I couldn't answer your question. You know, two years ago, I liked the four point near fall. I uh, I put a proposal on the table. Yeah. Okay. And it lost by yes. one vote. 
Um, and the guy who was on my side that would have been he he would have been the deciding vote to get that rule passed. He looked across the table at me and says, I was with you, but he started thinking about, you know, because like a kid can get tossed in a headlock and that's a five point move. And he said, it's hard enough coming yes. back at the high school level. It's hard enough coming back from five points. And he, yeah, and that's why he changed Let his alone vote six. at the end. He, he, he just felt six points at the high school level was going to be detrimental. He didn't think we were ready for it. So I didn't put it back on the table this year after listening to his argument. Um, there were bigger fish to fry for me, um, the hair rule and the uniform rule. But I, okay. I still want to entertain, you know, until somebody just totally talks me out of it. I mean, what do you think a four point? You know, when I say a four point, you know, if I count to, because right now I count to, to two when you get, you know, two points. I count to five when you get three points. Do you see a problem with me counting the four and you getting four points? Right. Yeah. Do you see a problem with do, that? Do I see it? Oh, uh, I know. I know that. Yeah. I, I I know that they've done it to college in college. I mean, it it definitely rewards your extra your extra two seconds there, right? For being able to hold the guy. I mean, if you if you get yeah two two seconds, you get two. Three seconds, you get two. Four seconds, you get yeah. two. But five seconds, you get three. So you're essentially you're 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 giving a little a, a little bit more to the guy who puts the guy on on his back. Um, I think that it it would it would if it was implemented as they've done in college. Yeah, I think that everyone would adjust. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it's it's that incentive like we always tell kids, d don't get put on your back. It's that it's that extra incentive to have to fight it and stay off your back. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm not casting my vote on it tonight. Whether I'd be all in, I'd like to hear some. I'd like to hear some other coaches' perspective. I try and definitely be a gatherer when it comes to these things and learn learn from from those and and uh, ask some that are older and wiser than me and that have been around even longer than me. But I'd I'd like to entertain that one in a yeah. in a roundtable yeah. conversation um, as well to see where I everybody like stands. I like scoring in our sport. I think our I think our spectators. Our fans, they they they're not big on a one-one match unless it's a, a back and forth. You know what I mean? It has to be a bang bang, one-one match. Um, there's no, you know, we're real hard. Like we talked about earlier, we're hard on stalling. Um, the definition of, uh, in an official's mind on stalling, we're going to call stalling regardless of time in the match, uh, regardless of the score in the match. By definition, we're supposed to promote action. Um, Throughout, I mean, this goes back to the biblical days where wrestling was was a uh, gladiator type of sport, and um, you know, you stepped in the ring, and sometimes back in those days, only one person left. So it's that war, it's that warrior mentality, <laughs> right? That says, "Hey, this is a battle. This is this is you shouldn't have entered this circle if you weren't ready to fight, fight it all the way to the end." So um, I, I like scoring. I just think you know we need it in order to maintain our fan base. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a, a really strong point. Um, you know, when you see some folk style matches that are, that are one zero, right. But then you see freestyle matches where the scoring just, I mean, it could just get so high so fast. Um, and then I guess if you ask someone who wasn't familiar with the sport of wrestling, which match they enjoyed watching more, well, they, they might lean towards freestyle, but based on the fact that you're able to rack up points so much faster. Um, I had just seen a post by, by state official Jason Sally 
uh, he had posted on, on Facebook a match, the, the result of a match that he had refed at some point. And I believe, Jason can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the score was 33 to 25 or something insane like that. That's that's, I mean, a that's just team that's just crazy. I'd, I mean, I'd like crazy. to. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that is. So yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you that the more that we could do to try and to try and get some scores up and and increase the, the scoring rate, um, well, it, I'm it would probably only be beneficial. Uh, you guys in the North Suburban here uh, in this coming year, I'm gonna you know as we have our meetings and things. I am going to challenge you guys to, uh, you know, give me some insight because I got another two years on the federation board. Um, what should, you know, so what, what's some of the things we should be doing to uh, help our sport, you know, see, just see what kind of ideas you guys have out there. Um, all right. So in closing, I'd like to ask, like I do all of my uh, podcasters, interviewers or interviewees, um, closing remarks, uh, anything you want to throw out there, to our uh, listen audience who predominantly are going to be officials. So, you know, I'll give you back the floor uh, for you to throw something out there that, you know, words of wisdom or anything, anything of encouragement you want to throw out there. It's the floor is yours. Once yeah. again. No, I just, li- I like, I, I'd like to start by just saying thank you to all of our officials in the state of Illinois on behalf of myself, Stevenson wrestling. Uh, and I think I can speak for the wrestling wrestling coaches through, throughout the state. Um, thank you for the hard work that you guys put in. Uh, we know that that it's oftentimes uh, a, a job that's that's unforgiving, and it's a job that doesn't pay you guys very well. Um, we know that it's a lot lot of hours that that you commit to your your travel to and from the competitions, and and oftentimes having to deal with some difficult situations when it comes to to parents or coaches or, or, or wrestlers. Um, but just want you to know how much it is that we appreciate all of your hard work and what it is that you guys do. Cause we wouldn't, we wouldn't be uh, where we're at as a state without uh, the investment from you and, and the time that you take away from your lives and, and families in order to, in order to help our kids. All right. Well, Coach so, Cook, thank once you again. I want to thank you for uh, the time you've donated to this podcast. And uh, I look forward uh, to having conversations with you down the road. So I want you and your family to uh, stay safe in these yeah. trying times that we're in uh, with the shelter in place and, you know, the, the almost lottery to go to a grocery store type of environment that we're fighting today. But, uh, you know, definitely you guys stay safe out there. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Will do. Always appreciate you. And thank you, Coach Clark, for all you've done for Illinois wrestling. Um, thanks for all of your, your decades of, of service. Uh, and thanks for all you've done for me personally. Uh, you've been a mentor of mine and, and someone that I've, that I've looked up to since I was just a young little kid and um, appreciate all that you've taught me because it's right. more than you'll Good ever night. know. So thanks coach. Again, I want to thank coach cook from Stevenson high school for doing the podcast with us today. Uh, I had fun. I hope the listeners can find something in that conversation that you can use to help make your officiating better, or at least you found it to be entertaining. So once again, I hope everybody stays safe, including your families and stay on the lookout for the next podcast.